Okay, good morning. Morning. Special thank you to Reb Chaim for preparing this wonderful, delicious breakfast and everything that's uh, entailed in getting it together. Thank you to the Edelmans for hosting us for another Sunday morning. Last week we went through some of the background of Tvilas Kalim, the Chiyub de Raisa, when it comes to metal, at least the six metals that are listed in the Chumash. We mentioned the Chiyub de Rabbanin when it comes to glass. What I want to do this week is really jump into as many Halacha Lemaisa applications as possible. And then maybe we'll conclude with this week, although I had in mind to maybe go for a few. Judging by the interest, though, <laughs> I think maybe we'll end here. Um, why is it that Chazal made the Chiyub Durbanan by glass? Why is glass Chayub Durbanan? It's not a metal. So the logic that's given is because it's similar to metal in the sense that just like metal, you could melt it down and then reform it, the same thing is true with glass. So because it has that similarity, it's Chayub Durbanan. Now, some people make the mistake and assume, therefore, there's no bracha on toveling a glass clay, and that is incorrect. Just like any chiyuv derabanan, we make a bracha on glass as well. But based on that logic, you could ask, how about plastic? Plastic has a similar quality. You could melt it down and reform it. <clears throat> so maybe that should also be chayv derabanan. So the general consensus of the poskim is that plastic is not chayv, and we're not even concerned why it's very similar to glass. And the answer is that's true, but it wasn't included in the Gezerah of Chazal. Plastic was not around when Chazal made this Gezerah, and therefore was never included in the Chiv Durban. So anything that's plastic, there's no need to tovel it whatsoever. <clears throat> Let's read together Sif Aleph here. All right, this is the first Sif of Simon Kufchaf. Hakone me'ovit kuchavim kli suda. Shall matachas or shall zechuches? Oh, shall kelim ha mitzupim be'aver bimifnim? If you buy from a non-Jew, kli suda. So not just any kelim, but they have to be kelim that are made for some aspect of the suda. If they're metal or if they're glass, or if they're kelim that may not be metal or glass, but they're coated with some kind of metal coating from inside. Meaning, let's say, the exterior of it is klicheris, but inside it's all coated with metal. Afal pishaheim chadoshim, even though they're new, so there's no issue of blios. Tzarech lahad vilam b'mikvah, o mayan shalabayim sa. You have to tovel it in a mikvah or a mayan of 40 sa. And last week we explained that the notion from the Yerushalmi is that although there's no treif blios in the kli, but there's an inyan of being mosif bikedusha. When you're bringing these kalim into the house of the Yisrael, and you're utilizing it for, for achila, there needs to be this hosafa of kedusha. We also spell that, that the difference between a mikvah and a mayan is that a mikvah is rainwater that's gathered together. Nafkamina is that if you're using a mikvah, it cannot be flowing. A mayan is not rainwater, but rather it's natural spring water, and there, even if it's flowing, it would still be kosher. Okay. Is the flip side, we were just talking about, you have 
Cleve Harris on the outside, <coughs> what if you've got plastic on the inside, metal on the outside? Oh. So the truth is, and you have this often, right? I've seen this most recently a couple times in those coffee mugs they sell, right? Where they're pretty much plastic, but there's some metal in it or around it. The general halacha is that if the metal is needed for the kli, meaning if theoretically you would take away the metal aspects of this kli, it wouldn't really be functional, then you should tovel it. Now, if there's a lot of plastic there, likely you should be toveling bli bracha, without a bracha. If the pshat is, the kli is pretty much the plastic, and there's a little metal here on top, or on the side, more for decoration, but it has no function in the kli, then there's no need to tovel it It's the general halacha. Why did we say before that plastic is not included because it wasn't around when Chazal made the If the Xerif Chazal is based on a certain parameter, so then as the world changes, I'm saying like, well, there's a lot of things today that exist that weren't around in the days of Chazal. Ovens, or electric ovens, they, electricity. I'm saying like, why doesn't that change based on that? There's the motivation, and then there's the tsura. The motivation could extend to many things that were not around in those days, and they're only newer inventions or discoveries. However, the tsura of Chazal, when they created their particular takana or gezeira, it was referring to a, a reality. And we can't expand that reality. So I'll give you an example. Ramosha held, right, he was very against timers on Shabbos. What's the problem with setting a timer before Shabbos? I'm not doing any malacha. So he said, if you look at the Rambam, the Rambam speaks about the Isser of Amir La'akam. Why is it Asr to have a Nanju do malacha for you? That's not Asr min HaTorah. It's Asr min For what purpose? So the Rambam says, because if you're having this non-Jew walk around your house doing all the malacha, then it's going to make malacha kal be'enav. You're going to view malacha happening on Shabbos as not that big of a deal, and eventually you'll do it yourself. So Ramosha said, that svara, that logic of Chazal as to why they asked Amir la'akum, would lachor apply to timers also. If timers were around in the time of Chazal, likely they would have included that in this gezeira. So he's not a fan of it. However, he does say explicitly that it's not included in the Gezeira because they didn't have timers. Right? Now, other cases of ovens or electrical appliances, even though they didn't have electricity in the times of Chazal, if conceptually it's the same exact thing, right? They spoke about fire, and now we have a red hot coil but in halacha, metal that's red hot has the same status as fire, so they did speak about that. Mm-hmm. Right? So that's the general idea. Okay. So plastic lomais, there's no chiv to be tovel. Now, what is the process? How do you actually take a kli and tovel it? You could argue if you're holding on to the kli tight as you dip it in the water, the mikvah o mayan, so the areas underneath your fingers are not really getting wet. So here's the, what the Mechaber says in Sif Beis. The kli should be loose in your hands when you're dipping in the water. Because if you're holding on tight, that would be considered a chatzitza. You're blocking the water. If you dip your hand in the mikvah first, so your hands are wet, 
then even holding the cleat tight would not be a problem. So if your hands were not wet beforehand, then we have a concern. If you're holding it tight, you're blocking from the water. Even if you're not tight, you're just holding it the whole time in the same place. Well, if it's not tight, then the assumption is water will get through. You know, you're holding it very loosely. But the best Eitza is, right, you first dip your hand in the water, then you take the Kli and you can put it in, and there's no need to hold it in any particularly loose way because your hands are already wet. The may mikvah. That's halacha l'maisa, that's the way you... So you don't have to flip it over if you hold it in one spot. Oh, so the l'maisa, when it comes to the, the shape of the kli, it depends. If you have a big pot, so just putting it down directly, upside down, is not the best way of toveling it, because you're not going to get the water within the entire place. You're going to have an air bubble. So the best way to do it is have it sideways so all the water gets in. But just regarding the area of the pot that you're grabbing onto, the best way to do that is put your hand in the mikvah first, and then you're holding onto the kli. You don't have to hold on for a second. Exactly. Dip your hand in the mikvah first. Now, this is also helpful. We're going to get involved with electrical appliances when you have to tovel them. But oftentimes, there's, there's one part that seems to be the most sensitive, right? This is the area of all the electrical stuff. And you want to cover that up as best as you can. But you still want to be Yotze, the mitzvah of Tevila. So the Eitzah would be, you dip your hat in the mikvah, and then you hold on to that part, you dip the kli, and you hope for the best. Right. But we'll get there. Okay, now what bracha do you make? So yivarech al tevilas keli, v'yimheim shnai moyoser mevarech al tevilas kelim. This is a very unique halacha. Where else do we find that the bracha changes depending on how many things you're doing? So for example, by Hadlakas Neros of Shabbos, if you're lighting one candle, then you say, Lehadlik Ner Shel Shabbos. If you're lighting two candles, then you say, Lehadlik Ner Shel Shabbos. <laughs> right? How about three or four? It's all the same. So it's a unique din that the bracha changes based on how many kalim you're doing. So what's Pshat? Why is this different than Hanlakas Ner Shabbos? What would you say? So the Pashat Pshat is that by lighting a, a Ner for Shabbos, the Iker Kiyum HaMitzvah is lighting one candle. Okay. Lemaisa, we have a minute to do two or more, but it's the same mitzvah. You're enhancing the mitzvah, you're being mosif, you know, or... But it's the same chiv that you're being mekayim. When it comes to kalim, every kli is a separate obligation. So if I'm doing more than one, it makes sense to the bracha should be al tevilas kalim. Because I'm being mekayim more than one mitzvah. If that's the distinction between tevilas kalim and hadlakas ner shabbos, then you could ask... What bracha do you make by mezuzah? Likboa mezuzah. Let's say you're putting up 17, right? It's still in the singular. Likboa mezuzah. And based on that first bracha, you're going to put up all the other ones. So based on the chilek that we made, that's what's quoting more achronim. So pashid pshat it should be, likboa mezuzot. Good kasha. 
Is so, there, uh, huh? Is there really a, like a, uh, it's about the rights to have a, this is on every doorpost? I thought it was like an extra. So we'll do that. We'll do that sugya together, Mitzah Hashem. But the Pashib Shad is there are many rooms in the house that are chai of Minha Torah in the mezuzah. What if yeah. the second keli is something that's a, a tag along questionable that you wouldn't really make a rough on and you would say keli or keli? Oh, okay. So let's do one step at a time. Regarding mezuzah, there are different answers that are given. One basic answer is Lemais, even though you're being Makai in many different mitzvos, every doorway that's chayiv, but there's always going to be a separation. You're not doing it mamish babasachas. It's not happening at the same time. Because you have to stand here and, you know, be koveya. This mezuzah, then you go to the next door. So that's why there's more of a logic to say the bracha in the singular. When it comes to tevilas kelim, when you're doing many at the same time, first of all, it could be mamish back to back to back. Or oftentimes, it could be all together. Put it in a basket. You could put it in the basket. We'll see how that works. But there is an Eitzah. You put a few things together in the basket. So maybe that's why it's more logical to say al-tevilas kelim when it comes to tevilas kelim. Halacha l'maysa, though, and this is very important. The Archa Shuchan says that our minig is not to be machalik. Our minig is not to make any distinction between one clear and many kelim. And therefore the bracha is always al-tevilas Kalim, plural, even if you're doing one. Even if you're in a mikvah with a sign on top saying one kalim, two kalim, because that's every single mikvah I've gone to. Well, listen, they're quoting the Shulchan Aruch, right? <laughs> but we don't ultimately pass in that way? So it depends who we are. You know, I, I saw in the Shmuel Felder Sefer, he brings the Aruch HaShulchan, but then he says, if you don't have that particular meaning of the Aruch HaShulchan, it makes sense to follow the Shulchan Aruch. And you should make that distinction. What's the shot is that you're saying that the mitzvah is on tevilas kelim. In general. Elamai, I'm doing one, okay. So Lamaisa, either way, you're going, to be, you're going to be okay. I tell people like the Archa Okay, so that's regarding the actual procedure and the, the bracha that's made beforehand. Let's get involved with what kelim required tevilah. Okay, buckle your seatbelts. Here we have the famous case of Sakin Shel Shechita. Maybe just before we do that, we'll do Sif Dalid. Go back a page. Sif Dalid. Tripitz Shishosim Aleim Kedera. If you have like a, uh, a stand that you have the Kedera on top of, meaning that this stand itself is never used to put the food on, only the Kedera. Enam unos Tevila, like a tripod, right? They don't require Tevila. Now we're on the top of the next page. Aval Tevilish, unos Tevila. But if you have a big plate that is made for for having food on there. That requires tevila. Because you put the food directly on it. So, putting aside these particular kalim, the concept we learned from Sivdalad is massive with many applications. Do you have to tovel a can opener? What would you say? 
Well, on one hand, it, it's not meant to come in contact with food. On the other hand, it does. When you're opening a can, part of that you know, can opener piece, the blade is touching some of the juice, the juice of the food. So, many poskim say, based on Sif Dalid, what's the chiddish of the first case, the tripod? Of course, if it's not meant for food, you only put in the Kedera on top there, why would you have a Havamina that requires Tavila? So the Achronim explained, because sometimes food gets on there. It's common that food should drip on there. Nonetheless, that's not considered a clay suda. And therefore, the application to a can opener would be a very good one. Even though it does come in contact with food, it's not made for that, and therefore there's no chiyuv to tovol a can opener. But are you eating the food that dripped onto the tripod? You're not, you're not eating that food, right? That's something that just dripped out. Mashenken in the can, you're eating the food that's in the can that just came into contact with the can opener. It's a good chiluk. But the maisa, the concept we derive from Sivdal is that kozman is not intended for the maichel atzmo, even though it may come in contact, there's no chiyuv tevilo. Corkscrew exactly would not require tevilo as well. A good application. Is there any idea to make from here that it says of nation nosnim aleim hamaychal that it has to do with putting food on top of or into something as opposed to putting something into food? Is there any? Because he doesn't say nation Well, how come he didn't say that it just touches the food? Okay, nice diuk. I'll give you an example of that. Emergent blender. Something like that. Mm, let me think of a better example. How about one of those like thermometers you put inside the turkey, right? Right. By a show of hands, who uses those when they cook? <laughs> okay. So you want to check the temperature. So would those require tevila? What would you say? They're definitely coming in contact with the food. And they're made to come in contact with the food. So there, l'chara, the answer is they do not require tevila. Reason is because they're not a kli meichel. They're not a kli that's made for food. Elamai, it's always touching the food when you're getting the temperature of it, but it's not a kli meichel. Right? So, so those right thermometers don't require tevila. Like those food injectors would require tevila? A food injector. Yes. Like putting donut, putting, putting jelly put into a gel, donut. The, putting jelly into a donut or putting uh. stuffing into a chicken. So assuming it was made for metal or glass, that would require tevilu. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, so now we get to the famous sifhei, the case of the sakin shel shechita. This is a, a shayla I get often, right? They want to know if they could use their shechita knife, right, for other, other things at the table for carving the turkey. But we'll see the application. Sifhei, sakin shel shechita. As the Ramah, osakin shemavshitin bo. What is mavshitin bo? Skinning. To skin, to take off the hide. So that's unique because bishas the shechita, it's not edible. Obviously this animal is for eating, but at this point what it's used for is not coming in contact with food that's edible. And the same thing is true with the sakin shemavshitin bo. You're taking off the hide, that's also not at a time where you could eat it. So says the Mechaber, <laughs> Some are of the opinion that that knife does not require tevila, meaning even when you're using it to carve the turkey, you would not have to tovel it. Now, in the klal of the, the Mechaber, when it says, Yesh Misha Omer, does that mean it's only a minority opinion? So we've seen before 
that if all he says is Yesh Mish Omer, but there's no dissenting opinion, then likely it means this is how I'm paskening. I'm referring to the sheet as a Yesh Mish Omer because it happens to come from one place. We don't find this in, in 14 different Rishonim. But this is the Psak of the Machaber. So, so this is where this comes into play, these types of shilas. Or let's even say, theoretically, a, uh, a mold for, for cookies. They're made out of metal, but you're using them only when it's in the dough form, right? And that depends. Some might argue that's edible, you know? <laughs> no, but also that it, it bakes in that mold, which means that... Well, that would be a different shilas. If it bakes in the mold, that's different. I'm talking about cookie cutters. Ah, I don't mean a mold, cook cutters, right? I thought you meant like pouring like, liquid into certain shapes. No, yeah. no, that would be different. Yeah. Let's see the Ramah, though. V'yesh chalkim, and some argue, v'tov litovlo below bracha. So better to tovel these types of things, a sakin shel shechita, and just don't say a bracha because we're concerned for the mechaber. However, says the Ramah, ha'barzeilim shemiznaknim bahem hamatzos, this is known in Yiddish as matzah pokers, right? <laughs> the matzah pokers that you roll over the matzahs. Einam tzrichim tvila. Those, we don't even have a suffix. Those do not require tvila bechlal. V'chein kisui shekofen al hapas la'afoso. And the same thing is true with the cover that you place on top of the dough to bake it. Avul kisui kedeira tzarech tvila. But the, the pot cover, that does require tevila. So the Ramah here basically says, Yesh Cholkim, that some are machmer against the machaber. However, when it comes to, he, he lists two examples, the matzah poker, or some kind of cover you place on top of dough before baking it. In those cases, I would agree, there's no requirement of tevila bechlal. So what's the Ramah arguing on, and why are these two... Exceptions true. So let's take a look here at the Shach. <coughs> the Shach, Abarzeilim, well, let's go first. She'ein Sarach Tvila. Sifkat and Yudah the Shach. What's Pshat of the Machaber? I'm using a knife to cut turkey. Why does that not need Tvila? Hatam Avurisham, the lav clay suda hey. That's not considered a clay suda. Tahad the Behema Chazi Lachila. The fact that an animal is roy for achila doesn't make the knife, the sakin shel shechita, into a clay achila. The dayin sarich bishul otzlia, because it still needs to be either cooked or roasted. In the state that the knife is used, it's not coming in contact with real edible food. So the Ramah argues and says you should be tovel below bracha. However, by the matzah pokers, what does he say over here? This is the double underlined. The babarzelim goritve, she'i efsher l'shamshem l'maychal acher. By the matzah pokers, those I would agree don't require any tevila because it's really impossible to use those for any other food. Ma she'ein kein, sakin shel shechita, she'efsher l'shamshem l'maychal acher. In contrast to the 
The shechita knife, where even though it's designated for shechita, you could also use it to carve a turkey. Does that be like a garlic press? You can't use that for anything else. Right, so a garlic press, maybe you can't use it for anything else, but there it's coming in contact with food when that food is edible. I mean, you have to have really two requirements here to fit into the kula of the Ramah. Number one, it's coming in contact with food before it's roi lachila, and this is the only thing it's used for. Or if you want to be medayakative in the lushan of the shach, this is the only thing it could be used for. So what's an example of that? So let's take cookie cutters, for example. So, so a cookie cutter, you could say, one second, this is only coming in contact with food, the dough before it's edible. We'll, we'll say it's not edible. Oh, yes. So because cookie cutters can also be used afterwards, right? once the cake is baked, then you want to take it and make shapes out of it. So you could argue a cookie cutter would not be the same thing as a matzah poker. The, the egg machine that I asked. What's that? The, the new egg cookers that I asked her about, where you have that, the, the pinprick. The new egg cookers. You want to fill in the seaboard what the new egg cookers are? So I'll say to everybody, a lot of time in Hardik, if you ever have hard boiled eggs at home, it's 20 bucks, you buy it on Amazon, it cooks six eggs in about six minutes, and it's exactly perfect every time, and it peels perfectly. And right now we're offering a special... special. <laughs> <laughs> no, so the way it works, so you, you have to poke the egg for it, the way it cooks and peels easier, so it comes with a little metal, um, almost like a pin, in one of their little gadgets before you put in the eggs to the actual cooker. So I asked Rob if I had to toggle that little metal pin because the whole point is that it pokes the shell. But it's, so it's gonna, it might touch, I don't think it goes all the way through, but even if it does, it's only touching the eggs in a raw state and there is literally nothing else you can use that, that metal pin for. So, so what do the rub say? <laughs> <laughs> the rub said for that you can make a brothel out of Kaylee. Uh, there's no chiv to be so why not so now we have at least two reasons right right reason number one would be because sif dalid sif dalid l'chor is reason number one that even though it comes in contact with food it's not made as a kli meichel right that would be similar to a can opener and reason number two would be sif hey that even the Ramah would agree there's no need to tovel a pachlal. That would be a good example of being similar to a matzah poker, right? Egg pokers and matzah pokers. There you have it. <laughs> so, so, but let's think of some other applications here. The cookie cutters wouldn't be a great example because since they are used, once a cake is baked, l'chor, if you have a metal cookie cutter, you should tovel that with a bracha. It's mamish a regular kli Even if you only use it for things before. So it's a good shayla, meaning if you have a regular kli that you only use it uh, in contact with food that's not edible, then it could be a svar to, to still tovel it, bali bracha. But, but lemais, this would not be the Ramah's case. This would, might be the case of the mechaber. But what's an example where the Ramah would say no chib tvil at all besides a matzah poker or the egg poker? It's a peeler. Okay, let's, let's say a peeler for a second, right? Peeler is used... Metal blade. If you have a peeler that's made specially for potatoes, and the peeler is only used for potatoes and sweet potatoes, and it can't be used for anything else. So then, the Ramah would paskin, 
No chiyuv tzevila whatsoever. It can't be. What well, kind of pillar can't be? Usually. I've never seen one like that before. Lu <laughs> yitzur, though, the pillar was only made for, for peeling the type of food that in its raw state is not edible, then there's no chiyuv tzevila. However, we all know that a regular pillar is also used for vegetables that can be eaten right here and now. Carrots and cucumbers, right? So therefore, Pashab Shat Pila would not be a good example of this, and you should tovel a Pila with a bracha. It's mamish like a knife. So one example would be, and this is where Rabbi Avi Wasser comes into play. What am I thinking? Coffee grinder. Ah, coffee grinder. If you have a special coffee grinder where it's only used for grinding up the coffee bean, either from South America or from Africa, <laughs> whatever continent it comes from, but that's mamish what it's made for. It's miyuchad lezeh. You would never use it for anything else. Now, could you really say the words of the shach that it's that it's efsher l'shamshun l'maychal acher? I'm not sure. You could probably use it for grinding up spices or something else that are edible. But that could apply to anything. You could take the matzah poker and I could poke my turkey because I want to let some juices out. I mean, you, you could yeah. with everything. Oh, so I think that's a good ha'ara. And that's why when the shach says, he doesn't mean it's impossible to use it for anything else, but no one in their right mind would ever use it for anything besides this. So the pashib shot is, when it comes to a coffee bean grinder, then even the Ramah would say there's no chiv tevila whatsoever. That would be the same as a matzah poker. Yeah, I don't want to get into Keurig right now. That's a few different stodim there, but yes. Okay, so that, that, that's a very important halacha from Sif Hay. If, if a clue doubles as something else, does that change the, the stop? Meaning, what, what's an example? In, 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 when I was in our show, I had a, I had a, a French press and the, made, the, made the coffee, put the grinds in the bottom and then push down and it then doubled as a cup. Cup, meaning you would drink from the French press. You can drink from the, directly from the yeah, French press. Yeah. It, was a gla- it was a glass cup, it was a glass cup, and there was the metal aspect of the, uh, the French, the, the, the... Right, I'm saying, but in that case, e- even if you wouldn't be drinking from the cup, the bottom line is, it's a clay that's used for, for making coffee. Coffee when it's already made, right? What's unique about the, the coffee bean grinder oh, okay, okay. is that it's only coming in contact with the coffee bean, never the coffee itself, right? Uh, okay, let's go a little bit of light to here before we call it a day. Yes, doctor. Can, can I just mention, maybe we should have instead of like the ladies section, like doctors only. That could be a... <laughs> yes. So, so uh, a, a turkey injector. Okay. So, so could, can someone explain to me, the turkey injector... And is it made for only injecting raw turkeys? You would never inject the turkey once it's cooked or? You wouldn't, but it's possible, you could. There are recipes that tell you to inject the, the, the juices back into the turkey while it's cooking. Okay. I think that you have to put a poker at that. You wouldn't use it for that reason. While it's cooking. While it's cooking.
right? I'm saying, but, but here's, here's the issue. The issue is that if you usually put in, what do you inject in turkeys besides hormones? Bourbons and bourbon and right. So, so the reason why it is still required to be is because the lemon juice of the bourbon itself that that that's that's edible. So the chavah that would require to be low. No, but the truth is, the, anything that's a clay pseudo, which means it doesn't have to be hot or cold as long as it's made for food. To hold food, to serve food, to eat food, that's all, that's all in this category. You could inject that bourbon straight into your mouth. That's right. So you're injecting in the, in the, when you total it, you're supposed to fill it up with water? Like squeeze it and fill it up so the glass becomes I mean, if there's a way to, to take it apart, I would just take the plunger out so you could fill up the whole thing with water. Okay, so this is a shayla I get every year before Rosh Hashanah from the early childhood teachers. We're going to make honey dishes, and we're asking the children to bring in, um, let's say, baby food jars that have already been used, right? They wash it out, and then we're going to decorate it, and then we're going we're gonna to bring it home for honey dishes. And the mice of the glass is glass, and the chara, there's a, there's a chiv tevila. So one question is, should we do the tevila first before we decorate it, but then the problem is we don't know who it really belongs to at that point. Let's, let's go back one step before this particular shiloh, the honey dish. If you buy someone a present, you buy them a beautiful glass uh, jar, and you want to tovel it for them beforehand, because it'll just make it easier, save them the trip, save them the, the tirchav of doing tevila themselves. Is there any problem with you toveling that thing before you give it to them? So the potential issue is, is that you could argue, and this is a debate here, there's a taz and, and more contemporary uh, poskim, that when it comes to schoro, if you're selling something, Right, I own a, a warehouse or a store, and I'm a, I'm a frumayid, so I want to make it easier on all of my clients. I'm going to advertise everything is pre-toveled. Right, I take it out of the box, I dunk it, I dry it off, and I put it back in the box. Does that save you the hassle of toveling the kli? So the answer seems to be no. Why not? So there's a svara and the taz and others that... When I have it, I, the socher, the owner of the store, it's not considered a kli meichel. It's not designated for food usage. This is for schora. This is for selling. It's not viewed as a kli meichel. It has no chiv yet. And therefore it has no chiv. Mm-hmm. Now what's so interesting about the din of tevilas kalim is that even though you mamish dunk the whole thing in a mikvah that's kosher, if it's not a kli meichel and there's no chiyuv, that means this tevila did nothing. It's only once it becomes a kli meichel and now there's a real obligation of tevila, then that tevila could work. So the store owner dunking all the kalim beforehand and then putting them back in the box, that would not help anybody. The best etzah to do is, and they have this in some of the Jewish stores, is you have a mikvah, a kalim mikvah in the store itself. Right? 
when Boca gets to the point where we have a Kalim Mikvah in the back of the grove, you know, that's a, that's a different madriga of a Jewish community. <laughs> so the, so the, the, that's Tama Halacha. Now the application potentially is, let's say I, I'm, not a, I'm not a merchant, I don't own a store, but I bought something that's a Kli Michael, not for my own usage, but to give it to you, that you can be able to use it for your food. So there are definitely many postcom, not all, but many postcom say that should have the same issue. That when it's under my ownership, it's not a klimaicha yet, I have no intention in using it for food, and therefore if I were to tovel it for you, that wouldn't work. On a gift? On a gift. Oh, so there are two eitzas. How do you get around this if you want to give a gift? So one eitza is you could just use it, right? Open it up in the box and just use it for a week or so, and then put it back in the box. That's one answer. <laughs> right, right, right. We, we bought it new, <laughs> but we used it for a week. Right, so that's one answer. It could be even a couple times, but that's still not the, not the most practical. Now, theoretically, though, let's say for Shalach Manos, if you want to use, you have all these beautiful glass kalim, and I'm using them right now. How so? I'm putting food inside of it. So that means I'm using it as a klimaichel. And then I give it to you with the food already inside of it. Then of course I could, be, I could do the tefillah beforehand. Because right now it's my kli that I'm using. That's a good question. Meaning if lemaisa, I'm using it right now, do I have to be tovel beforehand? The pashta says yes. Pashta says yes, but that would be one way of saving the person. Okay, so maybe we'll get there in a moment, because this is really a broader question of, in general, can I use a kli that wasn't tovol if I put tinfoil on it, or those types of things. So maybe we'll get there in a moment. But that's one eitzah. I want to give you the present, so I'm putting the food inside of it, therefore I could tovel it first, put the food in, and give it to you. The other potential eitzah is, I could do a kinyan al yedayacher. Right, this is just like you do the, uh, the Sefer before the Bar Mitzvah. Right, the rabbi gives it to Rabbi Wilkach. Rabbi Wilkach is conid on behalf of the Bar Mitzvah boy. And even though he doesn't know about it, Zochin la'adam shalob b'fanov. And it's officially his before Shabbos. So theoretically, I could give this to someone else, preferably not one of the B'nai Beso, someone outside the family. I give it to you, and you are conid on behalf of, of Brian. And now it's already his. I could, I could do tevilah on his cleave for him. That's fine. However, where it gets tricky is, if we now have 15 glass jars, so I don't know who's going to, which jar's going to which kid, right? So then, can I, can I do tevilah on all the glass jars before they're getting it? I want to give it to the assistant teacher in the classroom. She'll be kona on behalf of everybody. Okay, and then I could do tevila, but, but who are you being kona this jar for? So then it gets involved with some interesting lumdus of Breira, right? Breira of, you know, retroactive clarification that when Shmuli takes this one, memela lemafreya, that means this one was for him. And we do say Breira by their abundance, so there are eights around this. Yeah, when you have a dasa cheres makna, when you have an adult give something to a child, right, that works. That's the whole issue with lulav, right? Over the ma'isa, there's something more basic. Huh? 
carton like sitting in a box, you know, like an egg carton. You can label, uh, put names, Tobo, put it back there, Shmoli, Kamyango, Shmobi. That would work. That would work. But the truth is you don't have to be that machmer. Theoretically, you just want to tovel all of them beforehand and then give them to the children. That would be okay as well. However, in the case, though, that I mentioned, what was the case? Not that you bought glass jars, but you told the kids, bring in the jar from the, uh, the baby food. So do you have to tovel the jar that was, was used for something else? Meaning I buy a, a jar of pickles. So what's the halacha? We all know that when you buy a jar of pickles, what you do is you come home, right? You empty out the pickles, you wash out the jar, you tovel it and put the pickles back in. Right? That's the general halacha. So why don't we do that, right? Pshat is, is that we don't view it as you're purchasing the kli. The kli is almost a bottle to the pickles. Ramosha makes the analogy to the halacha of uh, on Shabbos that you're allowed to rip open the, uh, the leather covering food because we view it as like it's a klipa. It's just a shell of the food. You have to rip it open to get to the meicha. Same thing here. The jar is here only to protect the contents. So it, it's not a kli. It's bottled to the meicha, so to speak. It doesn't do with a one-time use. It's just a bottle. No, there's no such thing as a one-time use. One-time use is mamish or baba meisa. It's, it's based on a faulty premise. Sheker v'chazov, rishus. No such thing. So the question is, though, now, now that the pickle jar is empty, and I do want to wash it out and use it for, for putting other food inside there, what I have to tovel it now? So Pashibshad, you would argue, yeah. Because until now, it was just a klipa, it was just the outer shell, it was kind of bottled, but now the pickles are gone, I'm washing it out, and I want to utilize it as a real clean Michael. So Ramosha has a chiddush, and Ramosha says that because it wasn't a clean Michael before, who's turning it into the clean Michael? A Jew. So it's Nasus al Yadeh Yisrael. The only time there's a chiva tzviles kelim is when you're purchasing a clean Michael from an akum. Then you have to be Mosif, the Kedusha. The baby food jar is the same thing. So the baby food jar, when it comes to the classic question of early childhood, right, they should bring in the baby food jars for the honey dish. Do we tovel before or after decorating them? The answer would be, there's no need to tovel them b'chalal. Yard side candle is an orange juice box. Glass, oh. That would be creative. Yeah, that would be the same thing. That would be a kol shikain, l'choro, right? That, that was never a kli meichel b'chalal. It wasn't even meant to hold food. And now you're the one cleaning it out and transforming it into a kli meichel. There'd be no need for tefillah. Reb Chaim has a question. So this should really take away the whole requirement for tefillah altogether. Because we just said now that when you oh. buy something, you're the one that doesn't become a kli meichel until you buy it to use it. So then you're the one who's turning every single keli into kli meichel, not the guy who made it. Therefore, nothing requires to I was waiting for that question, yes. So what are you, Taina? That's a good question, right? Lefebvre Moshe, this was never a Kli. I'm the one transforming it into a Kli. So why should that be different? Because this was never bought. 
Maybe I just, I just want to explain the question, right? Why should that be different from buying a food processor from a non-Jewish uh, socher when it was in his possession? It wasn't a kli meichel. It was a kli, It was just kli schora. Vaharaya, he can't tovel it. It's not a kli meichel. There's no chiyuv yet on that. It's only once I purchase it, now it's being transformed into a kli meichel. So then why would I have a chiyuv? What do you want to suggest? Because the original purpose of the item is still used for food. Whether or not, whether or not it's, whether or not, it, it, it doesn't make a difference where the, or if it changed um, status in terms of uh, what it's used for, it was, the original purpose of the item was to, food, was food related as opposed to. So by, by the pickle jar, it was already a clay Michael that was buckled to the pickles. So according to Moshe, there was a halakhic elimination of its status as a clay Michael. Right, the, the, right. the chilek the the might be, though, right, meaning to say that when you purchase something from Macy's or Amazon, wherever it may be, it's a clay. There happens to be a patur that... It's not a Kli Meichel right now. It only becomes a Kli Meichel once it comes into the possession of a Yisrael. But you're not the one who's making the Kli. The Chi of Tevila is only happening right now. The only time we say a Kli is Potter from Tevila's Kalim is when the Kli was made by Yisrael. So if we embrace Ramosh's Chiddush that the pickle jar wasn't considered a Kli, it was Mamash a Klipa, it was a shell to the Michael. Then Pshat is when you're deciding to wash it out and use it as a Kli, you're the one creating this Kli. In contrast to any regular situation when you purchase it from a non-Jew, it's always a Kli. It was putter from Tefillah because it wasn't, it wasn't classified as a Kli Michael. And now it is a Kli Michael. But that's buying a Kli from a non-Jew. That requires Tefillah. You're not the one creating the Kli. That's the basic distinction. Yes? <laughs> um, so if you're taking a tray that's not necessarily um, specifically made to hold food, and you decide, oh, this could look very nice with food in it, so it's kind of like making it into something that's specifically for food, so you wouldn't need to so, so maybe we'll, we'll address this and we'll end with this in Ritashem, right? And this gets back to Rabbi Hech's question about if it has a wrapper, does that help? Right, they're really connected. Oh, there's so much here. Part three is necessary. <laughs> I'm, I'm, we're we're going to hold off on a part three, I think. We're going to talk about foil pans. Okay, maybe we'll see if there's enough interest. We can do a quick part three on the disposable pans. I have a great mice there with Rudolf Feinstein. Great mice, a classic of David Feinstein. Okay, maybe we'll do it. Anyway, though, when it comes to um, a tray, right, this gets involved with the question of when you're going to your aunt and uncle's house, and they're, they're Jewish, but they're not from, so they don't tell that they're Kalim. And they bring you a nice metal tray with kosher cookies on it. You know the cookies are kosher. Am I allowed to take a cookie and eat it? Now, generally, and I'm not sure we specified this last week, even when it comes to a metal kli where there's a chiv min ha-Torah to tovel it, the iser to use it 
that Isser Hishtamshis is the Rabbanan. But it's still Aser. So Ramoshu says as follows, and this is a very important distinction. Some are makel that Bishasat Chak, Lamaisa, you could both eat and drink from their house based on a combination of different svaras. And if there's a real concern for embarrassing them, you could rely on those svaras. Ramosha made the following distinction. He said, if it's a tray or a plate, then you picking something up from that plate, that's not really called hishtamshus of a kli that's not tovel. I'm not using it. Theoretically, it could have been here on the table. In contrast to a beverage, you have water in a glass or in a, in a metal cup, theoretically. So then by drinking out of that cup, that's hishtamshus from a kli that was not tovel. Right? So th- that's the chilek he makes. So when it comes to the Shalachmanos question of using a tray, you could argue, even if you're placing some things on a tray, but you're not really using it as a Kli Michael, it's just a decorative tray, so that might not turn it into a real Chi of Tevila. Regarding Rabbi Hech's question of the fact that the food is covered, or if you have a, a, a pot or a pan you want to use, you don't have a chance to tovel it yet, can you just put a thing of tinfoil there? The answer would be based on the same Svara of Ramosha. If really you need the pot of the pan, and you're just trying to make it as not touching it by putting tinfoil there, that doesn't do anything. That's still considered hishtamshus with the kli. That's not tovold. If the pshat is that I don't really need the kli, because I could just put it on the table, it's just here more for decoration or to enhance whatever it is, then you could say, you know, putting a piece of tinfoil would be helpful. There's, there's a hishtamshus of a mantel poker too. But there's a din of it not touching food in its edible state. I'm saying it's not about touching. I'll give you an example. When you have a, a toaster oven, a toaster oven, the racks in the toaster oven do require tevila. In a regular oven, they don't, because that's not considered a kli. You have to have both kli and michel. If something is not, that, uh, you're not in metaltalib, in mokum lemokum, that's not called a kli. So the racks of an oven don't require tevila, though the racks of a toaster oven do. Let's say I didn't get a chance to tovel them yet, so I have a great etza. I'll just put a piece of tinfoil on top of the rack. Would that work? The answer is no, because you're still really using the racks. Right? Okay, maybe we'll call it here for now, and uh, we'll see if we continue. Shkoyach. When, 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 when,